Jeweler Radio Plus presents Jeweler Innovations Unlocked. สวัสดีครับ Welcome to July Innovations Unlocked. I am Super John Clean Swan, and today I'll be taking you to talk to a world-renowned hair loss expert at the dermatology department, Jula Lungon Memorial Hospital in Bangkok. Associate Professor Dr. Rajathan Panchaprateep is head of the Hair and Scalp Center, Jula Lungon Memorial Hospital, Thai Red Cross Society. She discovered that low-level laser treatment, or LLLT, can stimulate hair follicles and hair growth, which can deliver results in 24 weeks. Her research on proteomic analysis in derma papilla in male androgenetic alopecia after treatment with low-level laser therapy, which confirms the efficacy of low-level laser therapy. For genetic hair loss, made Dr. Rajathan Panchaprateep become the first Thai female doctor to win the highest platinum follicle award 2019 from the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery, or ISHRS. Dr. Rajathan, thank you so much for your time. My first question would be, what, in the first place, inspired you to develop the low-level laser therapy in curing hair loss? Actually, um, the low-level laser therapy has been used for the treatment of many facial abnormalities. For example, uh, we use a lot of laser to rejuvenation the face, mm -hmm. like for the wrinkles, acne, scar. Right. But actually, the laser can also help to stimulate the hair also. Right. Because the hair cell is also alike or similar to our um, skin or fibrous bars in the skin. Right. So that's why I think that one machine can do everything. So in our department, dermatologic department, we have a, a lot of laser that has been using for the treatment of facial treatment before. Mm -hmm. So I adapted to use for the hair. Now what are the causes of hair loss and how does the low-level laser therapy solve this issue? Our study that using the low-level laser therapy for the treatment of androgenetic alopecia. Right. For the androgenetic alopecia, actually, it's the most common hair loss in our world. It's usually affected men and mm -hmm. also the women. So in simple English, it's genetics. It, yes, it's a genetic hair loss. Mm -hmm. It is usually caused from the genetics, including with the hormone for the male. Is, uh, because of the male hormone that we call the androgen hormones, right. it's affected to the hair follicles that make the hair follicles mm -hmm. become smaller, smaller in size. Right. So in these particular patients, you can observe the clinical that the patients, um, when he was um, teenager, he mm -hmm. has a full head of hair. Yeah. When you get older, you have start to have receding of hair in the front, right? Right. The hairline so, starts to go back. Yes, just receding. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, some people have thinning on the crown, mm. uh, and some people. In the at the uh, late stage, they become the totally bald, like a U-shape uh -huh. on the scalp. According to the Norwood Hamilton scale, which is used to classify the stages of male pattern baldness, there are seven stages. Stage one, so-called the control stage. There is a lack of bilateral recessions along the anterior border of the hairline in the frontal parietal regions. No notable hair loss or recession of the hairline. Stage 2, slight baldness of the frontal area. A small recession of the hairline around the temples. Hair is also lost or sparse along the mid-frontal border of the scalp. But the depth of the affected area is much less than in the frontal parietal regions. This is commonly referred to as an adult or mature hairline. Stage 3, significant balding. The first signs of significant balding appear 
there is a deep, symmetrical recession at the temples that are only sparsely covered by hair. This stage is divided into stage 3 vertex and stage 3A. Stage 3 vertex, the hairline stays at stage 2, although there is a notable hair loss on the crown of the scalp or the vertex, while stage 3A is when the frontal line recedes to the back, clearing the frontal temporal gulfs and the scalp becomes bare. Stage 4, Severe Hair Loss The hairline recession is harsher than in stage 2 and there is scattered hair or no hair on the vertex. There are deep frontal temporal recessions, usually symmetrical, and are either bare or very sparsely covered by hair. Stage 5, Very Advanced Baldness The area of hair loss are more significant than in stage 4. They are still divided but the band of hair between them is thinner and sparser. Stage 6, so-called monk's baldness. The connection of hair that crosses the crown is gone, with only sparse hair remaining. The frontotemporal and vertex regions are joined together, and the extent of hair loss is more significant. And Stage 7, the most drastic stage of hair loss. Only a band of hair going around the sides of the head persists. This hair usually is not thick and might be dainty. But as for women, the baldness is a bit different from men. For the women, they also have androgenetic alopecia also. But the women, the thinning usually in the center or the mid part of the hair follicles. I see. So in this type of patient, so we are see the patient first and let's start the treatment as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Associate Professor Dr. Rajaton says that, statistically speaking, up to 40% of Thai people have thinning hair, hair loss, or baldness problems. The main causes of hair and scalp problems are 1. Genetics Outstanding genes from the father or mother with thinning hair or scalp problems. 2. Testosterone During puberty, testosterone or the male hormone will stick to the hair follicles, causing follicles and hair to become thinner and fall off easily. And 3. Environmental factors such as stress, sunlight, malnutrition, vitamin deficiency, and more. People with hair loss or baldness in many societies around the world, especially back in the old days, are quite often mocked or made fun of. In Thai folklore, Kun Chang Kun Pan, one of the main characters is Kun Chang, who is depicted as being a bit cheeky, cunning, clumsy, and vengeful. And based on the narrated description, you've guessed it. He's a bald man with a big belly. But thanks to today's technological advancement, soon enough, baldness could perhaps be totally cured. The head of the Hair and Scalp Center, Julalungkorn Memorial Hospital, reveals hereditary hair loss is the top cause and is increasingly found in younger people. As a doctor, do you see hair loss or baldness as a sickness that needs to be cured? Yes, actually the patients is not only affect their uh, physical look. Right, so it's not only the appearance. Yes, actually they affect their, their, their psychological problem. So of course it affects everyone. They usually, because if you have, I think it's, it's about this, your, your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And women actually have more problems than men. Sometimes I think women also concern on this, this problem. Some people may ask if the thinning of hair and hair loss is a really big thing. Well, 
Consider it this way. Humans have long been obsessed with grooming and taking care of our hair. Like how the ancient Egyptians used castor and almond oil to moisturize and protect their hair amidst the hot and arid climate, also believing the mixture promoted hair growth. And just recently, Fortune Business Insight reveals that the global hair care market is projected to grow to 112.97 billion US dollars in 2028. And despite not having the exact figure on how much money people, especially men around the world, spend per year to maintain, regrow, transplant the hair on their scalps, the Financial Times claims the annual expenditure on this matter is over 2 billion US dollars worldwide and outstrips the spending of malaria control. Regardless of the global demand, today, there are currently only two FDA-approved medical treatments for hair loss. One, taking finasteride medication to stop testosterone from sticking to the hair follicles and to slow down hair loss. And two, applying minoxidil topically and continuously to the scalp to plump up and thicken the hair. And the third popular treatment is transplanting the hair from the denser area. Usually the treatment for the androgenic alopecia, the FDA-approved treatment is a medical treatment. Right. The medical treatments, there are two types of medical treatment. Mm -hmm. The one is called the finasteride group. This one is inhibit the male hormone to attach to the hair root. This is usually common in treatment for the male. Mm -hmm. And we have another treatment, we have another medication that common oxygen. This one is usually help to stimulate the hair from smaller size to become a bigger one. Uh -huh. And this is FDA the, the approved thickness of the hair. Thickness, yes. I see. And this is FDA approved for the treatment of both male and female. I see. So only two medications that FDA approved for mm -hmm. the treatment of HA right now. Mm -hmm. So they are also limited. So that's why we are a wide range of doctors or physicians uh, seeking for the new treatment for the androgenic alopecia. So after that, I come to the laser treatment. So for the laser treatment, uh, we are, can use there are two types of laser treatment mm -hmm. that we develop. The first one that is uh, like a home use device. This one was the first study that's quite like five, six years ago. I, I did study on the using of low-level laser treatment as a comb or like um, uh, a, a cap. And then uh, the laser treatment, you can wear a cap at home as a home use device every other days or three, three days a week. Mm -hmm. And then it's gradually improved the hair. That is the first uh, study of mine. That is quite six years ago. Right. Study of that type of laser. Uh -huh. But right now, a couple of years ago, uh, we start with a new one that using the laser at the hospital. Mm. So this one is particular go deeper uh -huh. than the one that is your home use device. Right. But of course, you have to come to the hospital mm -hmm. for the treatment. I see. So the laser can be applied on the scalp. We recommend to do every two to three weeks mm -hmm. for totally five to six. Uh, five to ten sessions right. so to get the the big improvement right mm -hmm. and are we going to see like 100 percent full recovery or no, no, how? no of course not the laser usually stimulate it is uh, usually only for the patients who has early or middle severity of the hair loss I see. it's not for the totally bald patient mm. because the mechanism of action of the laser just help to stimulate the existing hair to become stronger or healthier so that means the patient needs to have a lot of hair, enough hair on to, the scalp. To begin with. Yes. Okay. 
So is it good for the patient who have early to middle stage of mm -hmm. the hair loss? I see. But the patient who have totally bald or very severe hair transplantation is their choice. Mm, I see. So how sustainable is this process once it's finished? Actually, the for the androgenic alopecia is not a cure disease. Mm. Yes, because it's from your genetic. You get all the problems in your genes. So the treatment should be continued. Mm. For example, like when you get better after 10 sessions, many patients need a maintenance phase. Right. For the maintenance, of course, you need to do like quite a long time. Can you compare the pros and cons between the uh, low-level laser therapy, your process, with the other uh, types of uh, treatment or cures that's available in today's market? Uh, when you compare to FDA-approved treatment, it's a medication treatment. Actually, it is difficult to compare mm. because the laser is a, I usually use as an adjunctive treatment. Uh, the standard treatment or FDA approved treatment, the patient needs to use. For example, the patient come with the early stage of their uh, hair, loss. hair loss. I usually give the patient the medical first. Oh, okay. Yeah, the medical treatment is FDA approved treatment. Mm -hmm. You give first. But if you want something that add on from for the medical treatment, right. I usually combine with the laser. Mm -hmm. The good thing of the laser is the safety because the laser is like outside is quite safe. Right. Uh, only some side effects like itching, itchiness, or dryness after the laser is usually very right. short time and very mild. Right, because there's no chemical residue yes. remaining in the body. Yes, to right. just apply uh, some moisturizer or some oil mm -hmm. to help about the dryness is usually help better. So it's quite safe and it's effective. In the particular patients that we select is matched with the laser. And did you know that certain medical drugs can cause hair loss as a side effect? Many of them are drugs used to treat cancer, arthritis, depression, heart problems, and high blood pressure. On the contrary, many believe that frequent hat wearing causes hair loss because it suffocates the scalp. This is a myth. Hair follicles actually get oxygen from the bloodstream, so wearing hats has no effect on hair loss. Frequent shampooing leads to hair loss? Hmm, not necessarily true. When people notice their hair thinning, they pay more attention to hair that falls out after shampooing and assuming this is the cause. Well, if you're losing less than 70 strands of hair daily, you're still considered safe. But according to Associate Professor Dr. Rajton, whenever more than 70 to 100 strands of hair fall off each day, that's a sign of abnormal hair loss. This needs immediate attention and consultation with dermatologists. Now you were uh, recognized and awarded by the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery. Congratulations yes. on that, first of all. Thank you. Right. So what was the international reaction towards your finding? Um, actually, the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery is an organization that uh, com gathering a lot of hair experts, especially in the hair transplantation field, mm -hmm. uh, together right. all over the world. So it is, it is good because I'm uh, the second type person who received this award, and not only a lot of Asian doctors mm. received this award. And I think I'm the youngest one that um. received this award at, at, my, at my age at that time. Right. So, so of course, um, I'm glad that they recognize what I have done in the past, mm -hmm. either study, is a contribute for the lecture 
is a contribute in terms of education to, to all of everyone. Right. I am also now the director of the ISSRS, so I received the fellowship training from the uh, doctor from all over the world. So I think uh, it's, 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 I feel proud to have that and I think it's pushing me to, to, to do something that better, to get a better or higher award on that. Right, speaking of doing better, what's the next research and development process of the low-level laser therapy? Actually, right now I don't have a, a research on low-level laser therapy, but uh, we are a little bit cheap to the uh, new disease that we call the frontal fibrosing alopecia. Okay. It's some type of scarring alopecia. Uh, for the androgenic alopecia, of course, it's the most common one. But right now, uh, we have a lot of patients in our hospital. Uh, we call the frontal fibrosing alopecia. The patient have a receding of the hair at the front in female. Mm. And this is become the scarring. That is mean if you don't treat uh, quick enough, the patient have a totally bad light scar that live for, forever. Oh. So right now we are now uh, in developing the new treatment uh, for that. Right. So of course I'm, I'm interested also a little bit cheap to many, many diseases that have affected hair people. Now I think the uh, most important question that many people are, are wondering is how expensive is this process? Actually, when compared to other laser treatment, it's almost the same. Mm -hmm. Because the laser treatment is, of course, it's not quite very cheap because the machines have the cost and you have to uh, have consumable costs for the treatment. It's not expensive, but it's not like quite cheap, but it's a reasonable price. Now, if we believe that prevention is better than cure, how would you recommend our audience in preserving their hair, the health of their hair, their scalp, you know, the skin on their head? So very good questions because um, when you see your mom and your dad, they usually have start to have a thinning hair when they get older. Right. Some people that, oh, my mom, my dad, they just only have a C9 alopecia. When they get older, he or she starts to have a thinning hair. But when the patient comes, I'm still young, but I have started to problem of hair loss. Mm -hmm. It is because our lifestyle has been changed. Right. Right, because of not only for the genetic, not because of the hormone, the environmental factor also important mm. for affecting the, the healthiness of the hair. Right. Importantly, it's a sleepy. You have to have a good sleep. You have to have a good nutrition because people like now they don't have a good nutrition sometimes because we have a rush mm -hmm. environment. Everyone that rushing, so the food is not sometimes not enough. Mm -hmm. right. The proteins, the everything intake, and of course, importantly, is about the stress. Ah. Everyone get more stressful life even right right now. Yeah. So it has been changed from the life in the past. So mm. that's why we see a lot of patients with the younger age come with the hair problems. Right. So I recommend, of course, doing the good lifestyle, good eating, sleep well, mm. and less stress. Right. And when you get uh, the abnormal hair sheddings or right. have a hair problem, better to come earlier to see the doctor. Right, so it's pretty much the holistic, positive yes, lifestyle. Yes, of course, of course, because the hair, our hair is reflect your life, your physical uh, healthiness. Mm. If you have a sickness, even in both physical and psychological, like you stress, you depress, of course, your hair will be falling. And now that I'm here at the Hair and Scalp Clinic of Chulalongkorn Memorial Hospital, I might as well kindly ask Dr. Rajaton for a quick evaluation. And yes, she detects quite a portion of thin strands of hair on my head. 
maybe I'll need to come back another day for a full treatment session. And if any of you seek professional consultation or treatment regarding hair thinning and hair loss problems, please feel free to contact Dr. Rachatan and her colleagues at the Hair and Scalp Clinic, Division of Dermatology, Paparra Building, 14th Floor, Jualongkorn Memorial Hospital, Thai Red Cross Society. And that's it for this episode of Jula Innovations Unlocked with me, Superjohn Klinswan. See you next time. Swadikrab. Oh, thank you so much for your time, and once again, congratulations on your success. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jula Innovations Unlocked is produced and presented by Superjohn Klinswan. This program is brought to you by Chula Longhorn University. 